You remember in uh, Scooby-Doo when the bad guy would get caught? Yes. You remember he, he would say, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those kids. Those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do an intro right there. What are we talking about, Ben? We are talking today about the benefits slash reasons why kids, and we would put up to the teen division, probably yeah. kids, um, why kids should be involved in CrossFit. Discipline. See you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's tons of great reasons, but this is something that actually we're, we're excited to be able to talk about because an entire generation is growing up knowing CrossFit as just a thing people do. And it isn't like this weird thing happening in a warehouse with no heat, no air. Yeah. It's actually a, a legitimate thing to pursue, uh, just like people pursue golf or tennis or whatever else. It's like P90X. Exactly. Very, very similar. Uh, get a few DVDs and make it happen. But there are tons of uh, kids that are getting involved. And it actually brings up this great debate because for years and years and years, people have said, oh, weight training, too young, blah, 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 growth plates, all this stuff. We see firsthand the benefits of kids and teens being involved in this. So we want to talk to uh, our listeners, especially those that, that have children, and uh, talk to them about why it would be a good thing for them to get their kids involved. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one thing that always just fascinates me by people who say, oh, if you're lifting weights when you're a kid, you're going to stunt your growth. You're gonna, your growth plates are open. I'm like, these kids carry around like 50-pound book bags. <laughs> Every you single don't say day. crap about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're lifting more weight at school every single day. They're out playing on the playground, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, playing sports. Like, calculate the force that a kid takes when he tackles another, you know, he gets tackled by another kid. Nobody says, says anything about that. So it's like only this specific weightlifting is going to stunt their growth. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just ridiculous. It's a classic example of a program prejudice. Yeah. It's just like something that's built in people over time. They've heard it, and it also allows people to take the path of least resistance yep. and start uh, really doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's just the reason why yeah. uh, I didn't do that because it was going to stunt my growth. Whatever, man. <laughs> well, you're 5'9", so. Yeah. <laughs> I started lifting weights when I was, uh, God, like, Eight or nine years old. I'm six four. Didn't stop my growth. Nope. Yeah, the sand weights out in the garage. Those were fun. I don't <laughs> did, know. Did you have sand weights? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like oh no, the cap came off and all the sand's leaking out. My dad got me like a little mini barbell set that I had in my room, and I lay on the ground and do do bench press on the ground and push ups in my room and stuff like that. In between taking notes on your video games. But that's right. another <laughs> podcast episode. All right. So let's talk about. Um, exactly the benefits of and the things that we're able to combat when people start CrossFit at a young age. And we yeah. actually have examples of athletes who start at a young age that are now uh, collegiate athletes, um, multiple of that. So we have a lot of metrics here to be able to talk yeah. about in real terms. What's so great about starting early? Man, there's just so, there's so many benefits um, for kids. I think to me, the, the two biggest ones are number one, just developing a lifestyle of health and fitness, like learning at a young age that it's important to take care of yourself, um, to eat healthy because that's going to affect, you know, how you, how you do in the, you know, when you're young, you can eat whatever you want and get away with it. But mm -hmm. even if you're young, if you eat like crap, you're, you're going to feel it in the workout. So you start to learn very early, like, Hey, 
what I put into my body is going to affect my output. My input is going to affect my output because um, you can see it firsthand in the gym. Um, you're learning just that that's just part of life is taking care of myself and exercising. Um, kids are around. Um, what's really cool is that in in our gyms, you know, there's ki- kids can start working out in class when they're 12. So a 12 year old kid can be working out next to a 60 or 70 year old man and doing, you know, on the same playing field in that time. And so they start being around people who are much more advanced in life, who can be a good influence on them and they can start to develop and get some role models to look up to who are, you know, living a good, uh, healthy lifestyle. And they might want to emulate that as opposed to, you know, looking up to some YouTuber that they watch on TV who on YouTube, who's doing who knows what, you know, they can start having <laughs> wrecking some, their skateboards yeah, and yeah, jumping no. off roofs into swimming pools. Well, way worse than Heathens. that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think just developing that, this is just part of life is I'm going to work out. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to take care of myself. And the, kids that start young, that just, they don't even think twice about it. They just do it. You know, you just, they're used to being at the gym. They're used to eating healthy food and that type of stuff. Um, the other is the, um, the mental and confidence benefits. And this is the one that always sticks out to me is seeing a kid walk in who won't even look you in the eye the first day. They're just so self-conscious and no confidence at all to after coming for six months, all of a sudden they're laughing and joking and, and making fun of a guy who's 30 years older than them, you know, and, and you're like this 14 year old kid all of a sudden has completely done a 180 with their self-confidence. Um, it's just really cool to see. And they learn at such a young age that if they work hard, they can make progress and achieve a result that they want. And that's going to transfer to every area of their life. So to me, those are the two big, just developing um, a health and fitness lifestyle that's going to last the rest of your life. Because if you start, you know, if you pick up a habit at a young age, it's most likely going to stick with you. And then um, the, the confidence um, to know, hey, I can work at something and make progress and get stronger um, or do whatever um, if, I, if I work at it. Yeah, so actually what you're talking about is the reverse of that program prejudice, that you're actually programming people at a very young age to understand those things are are bad for me and will be bad for me long term. Uh And one thing that I've seen a lot of people go through, especially the, the younger people that are part of Coyote Fitness, they're able to see the end state of what ignoring your health looks like. Mm -hmm. And kudos to the people who are in Coyote Fitness who are taking that step for the first time at 45 or 50 years old. Yep. But it can be difficult to watch like, man, that person has had to work for a solid eight months to get to this position. And as a 12 year old or 14 year old, I just walked in here able to do this. Well, there's a lot, not many 12 and 14 year olds that can do that anymore because of the lifestyle now. Like, like when I used to coach kids class, there'd be kids, eight, nine year old kids who couldn't squat without their chest collapse into the ground because they just sit in front of their phones and screens and TVs and computers all, all day, every day. And they sit in these desks where they're the, the crazy thing about these desks at school is they're all the same size, but there's some kids that might be two feet taller or a foot and a half taller than another kid. And they're, they have to sit in the same desk. And so you put some kid who hit his growth spurt early in this tiny little desk, he's going to end up being hunched over. But, uh, um, I forgot where I was going with that. What were well, we talking this, about? Just there, roasting kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were saying that there's been an increase in limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, at a 
you take a five-year-old kid before they go to school, before they're sitting at a desk all day, every day, they can get in pretty much any position. You take a 10-year-old kid, a, a lot of them can't get into a whole lot of positions, but they can adapt that and change that very quickly at that age. But think about what happens if they keep going down that same path and they don't start working on it. What's going, what are they going to look like when they're 20, when they're 30, when they're 40? It's going to be worse than people are now because kids now are a lot less active than they used to be and they're looking at their screens and all that type of stuff. So yeah, the yeah, lifestyle but, combats it a lot more than it used to. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're seeing that with adults as well. And I think the, tr the troubling part and not to get too far off into this, but the troubling part is that the things that we know have invaded people's lives that are not healthy, uh, children today are growing up with those things as just normal mm -hmm. parts of life. Yep. And uh, I think a lot of them are are frustrated by those things, but they just don't know how to change it. Right. I mean, that is their their social life, and that is the way the world is built. Like, we're just a terror-based society. Mm -hmm. So children venturing too far outside of the watchful eye of mom and dad, you know, it's causing them to stay inside more and be in front of screens more. And, yeah, so there there is a limitation, but I think being able to – that adaptability happening quickly. That's why you can look at a, a child or teen athlete and you can see so much dramatic progress so quickly yep. because you're not trying to reprogram muscle memory that's been in place for 25 years. Right. You know, so starting early. I, I actually have a unique uh, position on this. I know I'm bad on this podcast about running my mouth, but my teenage son, my 13-year-old, um, you are a teen, right? You're not preteen at 13. You hit teenager. Yeah, yeah that's your teen at 13. Well, I think so. once teen is in the... The yeah. number. No. Yeah, his attitude is definitely teen. Yeah. So, uh, but this is this is a kid, and I love my son dearly, but he's one of those kids that was, like, struggling uh, confidence-wise and things that he didn't already know he could be successful in. He's mm -hmm. one, And he gets that straight from me. Like, if I can't figure out, I'm probably going to be okay with this. I'm just going to back up, you know. Uh, but he gets, he gets into CrossFit, and I've just seen so many benefits. I, I just scratched out a list here right before we started the episode. The number one thing for me, I'll start with one and roll down. You guys could agree or disagree, but the number one thing for me is approachability. Mm -hmm. That Coyote Fitness does such a great job of having all these different ways that you can get into this lifestyle. And it's very easy. It has been very easy for my 13-year-old, although he's failing in there every workout, according to him. Uh, it's been very approachable. If if we're doing dumbbell snatch, which is a solid chance, four days out of five, we're probably going to be <laughs> doing that. Uh, then all you have to do is pick up a lighter weight than what everyone else is doing and pick a gauge on that. So it's very approachable. In contrast, the sports that he's exposed to through school or through the community, based on my some, my opinions from you know, as a 42-year-old man, they are less and less approachable mm -hmm. because of how they've been systematized and how everybody's headed to be a SEC D1 prospect. Right. And, you know, if you can't hit a curveball by the time you're six, you're like you're wasting your time, don't buy the cleats. All that stuff has, has really narrowed down, and I think it's a huge part of the epidemic. And I really fault men my age for creating the system of helping children stay inside and not play. They, they fool themselves into thinking they're helping kids play sports. But they're actually helping kids that are on the bubble, like both of my sons, um, not play sports. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. And especially when you get into middle school, you get into high school. So the fact that my 13-year-old can just walk in and he doesn't have to pass some sort of test to get involved with CrossFit, he's just welcomed with open arms. Man, that was huge for me. 
and I think huge for him as well. Well, let's talk about the sports thing for a minute because it's such like such a fixed mindset idea. Like it's all about winning and losing and everything is defined by that from like eight year old kids, nine year old, 10 year old kids are playing. And if they couldn't come home with this massive trophy and this massive ring, then it was a failure of a weekend. It's like, who cares if you win a baseball tournament when you're 10 years old, like that, it's not about winning and losing at that point. It's about learning the game and growing as a, as an athlete and as a person. And if you do want to go to college, who cares what happens when you're 10, you know, it's going to matter what you're doing when you're 16, 17 years old and progressing to that. And people lose sight of that and get so caught up in winning and losing the particular game in that particular moment. And like dad's getting in fights at games and stuff like that. Like, so that, you know, coming into, into a CrossFit gym or one of our gyms is, a complete opposite idea. It's not about winning or losing the workout. It's the growth mindset of, hey, we want you to come in here and let's get better and 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 make a little bit of progress every single day and keep working towards that goal. And you're not going to be defined by the result of the day. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we should say there are pockets of people doing really good work with youth sports. Uh, we're not trying to paint with a really broad brush, but we can all agree that the temperature of youth sports is driving many more kids away from sports mm -hmm. than towards sports. Absolutely. Um, so for, for my kids, especially uh, CrossFit has been, and, and my youngest is too young to get involved with it in official capacity right now, but man, he is chomping at the bit. As soon as his older brother started, he's like, when do I get in? When do I get to start? <laughs> so very competitive in that way. So approachability, that's number one for me. Uh, number two, the mental health that you've already mentioned, Hunter, and for me, from a dad's point of view, um, teenagers, have a much smaller, it's crazy, it's, it's a crazy uh, dichotomy that their world is getting so much smaller instead of so much bigger. Mm -hmm. They have access to so much more information, but experientially, the experiences that they're having are getting a lot smaller than they used to be. And, and screens and connectivity are a big part of that. Uh, but being in real life scenarios uh, where they're where they're forced to fail. I'm gonna get to this in just a moment, but that mental health piece of just getting some clarity, putting your body through the paces, getting outside of your mind for a moment. Uh, I mean, depression and anxiety is skyrocketing uh, amongst teenagers and even preteens now. Um, and people are making terrible decisions because of their mental health at a very young age. And that endorphin rush that happens, the adrenaline that's there, that physical fatigue, all that stuff has been has been so great uh, for my son. I mean, I'll see him laughing and palling around yeah. and you're speaking of picking on people. Of course, Tim Bell's an easy guy to pick on, <laughs> but that's, that's exactly where Owen started, right? You know, uh, my oldest son. Yeah. Easy prey. <laughs> that's right. But the mental health side of it, I mean, I, that's worth like, and I see so many people, let me say this as clearly as I can. I see so many families investing so much money in other things that are mental health related for their kids. And it just, I have a lot of sympathy because it doesn't cross the parent's mind. If I could just get my child active mm -hmm. for an hour and a half, a couple of days a week, a lot of this stuff would would turn. Yeah, and I, I've seen it happen in my own family. Man, I I, I want to do another episode on the future about the mental health side of things, um, and we can go in a lot more depth of that. But I think that a lot of a lot of that stems from, especially with young kids, is just the lack of self confidence, and they they just don't feel like they have a place in the world. They don't have have anything that they are good at or they can excel at or anything. Um, and, and you learn from a very, uh, early on when you come into one of our gyms or a CrossFit gym that you can be bad at something and then 
practicing get and then all of a sudden you can get better at it and then you start to see get those small wins day in and day out and that that feeling of excitement when you're able to lift 10 more pounds on the bar than you were last time and what that does to somebody's self-confidence and self-esteem cannot be understated oh man it i mean it from a teenager all the way up to somebody in uh, who's 70 like just seeing the pure joy and elation somebody gets when they lift more weight than they've ever been able to or that they did last time like it never gets old and you can just see people slowly getting more and more self-confidence like or maybe they come in and they see the workout. They're like, this looks really hard. I don't think I can do this. And then they do it. And they're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. That was yeah. awesome. You yeah. know, it was hard. It hurt. It sucked. But I did it. And constantly going and doing hard things and showing yourself that you can do a lot more than, than you thought, it, it just leaves people in such a better mental, mental state. And we joke and laugh about it all the time. But if, if I go more than a day or two without working out, I'm in a bad mood, you know, mm. I mean, the, there's a lot of that, that that's in endorphins and, you know, all that, the, the chemicals that are released and all that type of stuff. But you just feel, you don't feel um, like you have accomplished as much if you're not physically exerting yourself to that, to that point consistently. Yeah. It gives you something else to measure too. Like, uh, and let, let's keep bringing it back to the, the kids and the teens. It gives you something else to measure that's outside of the things that the rest of their peer group is measuring. Yeah. Uh, that has to do with image and likes and followers and all those sorts of things that maybe in their own right aren't aren't terrible things. But if that's the only thing that you're measuring your worth by, yeah. it's a pretty flimsy thing that can actually turn on a dime. Oh, my gosh. And uh, if you're able to put something else in your life that gives you a metric, uh, which which leads to my next thing, and we talk about this a lot, but I think it's even more important for the younger people that are part of our uh, gems community, community, community. Yes. This is something that coaches, and I, we could all agree that coaches brought to our lives at a young age, like, whoa, here's another adult as a male who's got a different perspective, who's, who's angry with me, but, but cares about me and wants to, you know, outside of my family unit, the world operates in a little bit different way, but it helps me understand my family a little bit too. And uh, for my son to be able to walk in there and see um, me in a different, how we would say it here, a different pecking order, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, wait a minute. All right. So my dad is uh, kind of at the bottom here. And, uh, <laughs> so he's feeling like I've, I finished before he did today. Yeah. And, you know, it just gives you that sense of, of community and our, our community in particular, Coyote Fitness across all of our locations, our ability to be able to embrace people, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And these stories are showing up over and over and over again. Like, man, this community embraced me. Look at all this progress that I've made. Think about for teenagers, the environments that they go in. My 13-year-old, these are in the environments he's in. He, he comes to his faith community. Uh, and that's where his dad works. So that's kind of a wash. Uh, middle school. We don't even need to talk about middle school, yeah. do we? Like, Garbage. Oh, we're serious <laughs> in your life, you know. Uh, but he's able to get into the gym and it's not middle school and it's not his dad's job. Um, his expectations are very different there than they are in other places. And he's embraced by the community. I mean, I, I shared this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my son comes in, he's doing a Saturday workout and we were, we were a smooth 10 minutes finishing after everyone else. Mm -hmm. And people were literally, they were done. They were hanging out on those black mats and they were waiting for Owen to finish. 
and it didn't feel oppressive or judgmental. They were like encouraging him. The guys that didn't even, even know him, James stepping in like, great job, man. You know? Yeah. So he gets that sense of community and he understands my perspective on life a little bit more because we're sharing that experience together. Mm-hmm. So I, I think being able to put your children in an environment where they can experience all the great things that you're experiencing at Cal- Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. You know, what a small investment. Uh, as you were speaking of that, I was just thinking back to when I was growing up and the environments I was in. And the only interaction you had with anybody outside of your age range was your parents, your teachers, and your coaches. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Like you, like you would see your parents' friends or something out and about, but that was just like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, hey, Mr. So-and-so. But when you come to Coyote Fitness and you're working out uh, as a 13-year-old next to a 30-year-old, like you're actually on their level in that workout and you become peers and friends and you, the exposure you get to all different types of people, um, is something that a lot of people don't get till after college. I didn't like, like it wasn't until I got in the workforce that I was actually like consistently having interactions with people who weren't around my same age, who weren't my coaches. And I think it's so healthy to have those types of, uh, older people in your life who aren't just authority figures who are just their peers. And it, it kind of opens your, your mind and you can start to look up to actually somebody else as a, as a role model who maybe is in a lot healthier position than just looking at the, the kid who's two years older than, than you, who's really good at football as their, as your role model. Right. Like, you know, like you can actually have some like healthy role models that you can model your life after and setting a positive example, all that type of stuff. And I think, I think that that's something that most kids really miss out on is the opportunity to be able to interact with people who are not just in their same age range and age bracket and emotional development level. I mean, being able to hang around with mature men when you're a 14 year old boy who are not in it to, who don't have any authority over you. They're just there with you. I think that's invaluable. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and the female side of it too, like this has been a huge part of Meredith's platform and one I've respected a great deal of trying to make sure that younger women understand what's being put in front of you as the standard. Mm Mm-hmm isn't the standard right (laughs) you know so uh, a young female walks into coyote and sees so many different body types of females and then sees what those body types can do at a fitness level and they you can see it happen you can see the wheels turning like wait a minute yeah i think maybe that's who i could be maybe that's the standard that i want to chase and the critical part about this is that for for kids, for teenagers, to be able to be in that environment and for the adults in that environment to say, you have a place here. Mm -hmm. This is the the difficult part about navigating those teen years. If you think back into our own stories, when someone offers you a place, especially in those years, you're so desperate (laughs) to fit in and to camouflage, you'll you'll take one of the first things that comes along. And uh, so to put your kids in an environment where someone who is healthy, who's pursuing health, and a lot of the folks, we should say this and, and not be embarrassed by it, a lot of the people who are at Coyote Fitness are successful people because either they had that before they got there or because of their experience at Coyote, like, you know what, I could take the success to other things in my life. Uh-huh. So I know there is a really high success quotient in life inside of Coyote Fitness. And I want my kids to be around those types of people. Yeah. And for those types of people to say, Dude, you have a place here. That was awesome. Let me celebrate you. I've met so many people who I never would have met 
outside of the gym and had some tremendous relationships, like met some incredibly successful people and been able to learn so much from them and just from working out with them. And, and, and it's such, it's one of my favorite things. If not my, my favorite thing about CrossFit is the fact that you get to interact with so many different types of people from so many different walks of life and develop so many cool relationships. And then if you ever travel all you have to do is drop into a CrossFit gym and all of a sudden you got 20 friends because they all, you all have that one common experience and you know, the type of people who are going to be coming to a gym consistently are those growth minded type of people who are going to, you know, who you want to be around. And so it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I've looked at, uh, Owen on a few occasions as we've been there together on Saturdays and said, Hey, if something's going on in your life that you don't want to talk to me about, which is everything, (laughs) (laughs) it's everything. I said, talk to that guy. Next time we're here on a Saturday, pull that guy outside the gym and talk to him about it. I totally approve. That's the kind of person that you want to speak to about those sorts of things. So the sense of community, there's a lot of false community going on. What we're saying is for children, that is real. That's real community Uh built around something, that common ground. The other thing you've already touched on, but I think it's worth mentioning again, is the idea of very small victories. Mm -hmm. Um, Those tend to stack. Uh, in a person's life. And it does result in confidence, but having that ability as a young person to say, man, I'm not, I'm not real sure about this. You know, uh, we got in a workout the other day with, with Owen, where we, we started with RX in fitness and we just worked our way down until something was achievable. And, uh, this gets, to I'll, I'll work hard not to get emotional here, but this gets to a point where with my son, this has been my experience. Uh, sometimes it's just difficult to carry on a conversation about the important stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you have a shared experience, that gets so much easier. Uh-huh. And may, I don't know if this is just a father to son thing or if this is mother to daughter as well. But it's so much easier to talk about things shoulder to shoulder than it is face to face for guys. Oh, yeah. And um, going through that, rolling the weights down in the deadlift, I saw my son kind of start to get defeated and he started checking around like, who, who else is doing this weight? You know, yeah. uh, which can be intimidating because I'm, I'm in this position a lot where the women in the gym are lifting a lot more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but he was checking around and I said, hey, don't don't worry about that. That's not what that's not what this is about. Yeah, this is about you and your workout. Out. And if we have to go down to the bar, that's fine. That We're just getting a base right now. This is where we're getting started. I could try to communicate that to him for two months outside of the gym. Would never stick. Mm-hmm. But because of that experience, we're having this family time together. And what I know is I've got success multiplication going on in my life. I'm chasing these uh, 250 workouts because I just I want to see you go through that pain of pulling out that, that card and paying for the stake <laughs> for me. That's my entire motivation. The number one reason I'm going to get there is because my son wants to go on Saturday mornings. Yeah. So I'm going to be there on Saturdays. You know, so Caleb talks about this a lot. If there's one person in a family trying to accomplish something and the other people are on board, it's going to be so much more difficult. Mm -hmm. You start bringing your kids into, you want to be consistent at Coyote Fitness, start bringing your kids in. Yep. Because they will not, they won't let you skip. They want to be there every time they can. So the benefits are huge, not just for the teens or the kids, but also for the entire family. Yeah. And my family, how, how it went down was I started and my brother had done it before I did. And then he moved off to college and, and, uh, he, he quit doing it. And so I, I started and then I was just talking, talking about it all the time. And then, um, I, I think I eventually got, I can't remember if, I think Meredith did it some with me and then Ty kind of did it some with me. And then my dad started doing it and, 
or maybe my dad did before then. I can't remember the order. But anyways, it all we were all doing it except for my mom. And then we would be talking about it at the dinner table and she would feel left out. So then she had to start doing it because she had to be, you know, and so then <laughs> yeah. everybody like now nobody can't not do it because they're they would feel left out. And so it's just kind of like this this cool, cool thing. And one thing I'll, I wanted to, to finish with the athletic side of things, because to a lot of parents and kids, this is the most important thing, you know, but Absolutely. the the athletic benefits that you get out of this for any, whatever sport you do cannot be understated. They are so phenomenal as far as setting you up to succeed in whatever sport you do. It, it, it's mind blowing. And I, I wish I would have been doing this type of training, you know, when I played sports and I tell people that all the time, I'm such better athlete after doing this than I was when I actually played sports. But what happens when you play sports is you only work on sport specific skills hmm. and you neglect all other skills, all other strengths. So you're only working certain muscles in certain, certain ways. And you, that lowers your, your peak performance because you're only, you know, working on certain areas, you have to broaden your base, your athletic ability base to be able to improve your peak performance in a given sport. And so one example I always give is just to tell people, think about who's the, uh, you know, the, the top five guys that you know that have ever, you've ever played baseball against. And maybe they've gone on to play college. Maybe they go on to play pro. What do they all have in common? They're fast. They're strong. They're quick. They can jump high. They can throw hard. They have all that type of stuff. Okay, so it's not the sport-specific skills. Yeah, they're really good at that, but they have all these other athletic abilities that allows them to be good at baseball. And a lot of times, it's the best athletes who move on to the next level who don't even have the best technique. It's just because they're the best athletes. And so to me, it's way more important to create a better athlete as opposed to, let's take baseball, for example, creating a better baseball player. Create the athlete, make the athlete as good as you possibly can and then focus on the baseball. And that's going to allow the ultimate peak of the baseball player to be much better. So what do we do in, in the gym? We, wor we work on all 10 of the physical skills, and I'm not going to get into all that, but you can Google it. The 10 physical skills that are going to make you an athlete is instead of focusing on the two or three that are in your sport-specific sport, work on all of them, and that's going to make you better at each one. And then the other thing is learning the value of hard work. You talked about you talked about the, the kids who have come through the gym who are playing college sports, and I'm starting to look at it. I'm like, man – almost every single kid that played sports that came and worked out here in some form or other is playing sports in college. And I'm yeah. like, okay, they were all good athletes. Maybe, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Did they come here because they were good athletes? They want to get better. But, and some of them didn't stay for very long, but I know what <laughs> that they learned the value of hard work when they were in. And they learned that if I dedicate myself to something and work hard at something, I can make progress in that area. They also learned how to train and what they need to be doing is probably completely different than what their school has them doing. Hmm. And so these kids have learned that. And then they're the ones that are getting their parents to put weight sets in their garage for them so they can train. And they're the ones that are, you know, going out and getting extra cuts in the cage or whatever. And all that stuff 
is going to translate into making progress over time. And so it's just really cool to see like these kids who come in when they're uh, somebody <laughs> sent me this picture yesterday. This kid, I still hadn't seen him since he came to the gym like six years ago. He was like 13 year old kid, skinny little kid with braces, like no <laughs> muscles at all. And now he's playing baseball at Auburn and he's our best player. He's like six, four, just massive wow. kid. And like, I still remember him as this 13 year old kid and he wasn't there that long, but I know he learned a lot of stuff when he was there. And there's so many other examples of that. You know, Cody, Cody Swanson that plays football at Mississippi state who started CrossFit when he was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And he outlifts most of the linemen at Mississippi State. He talks about that. You know, he can, he, I think he set the, the, the clean record for the whole team, you know, and he's a safety. And so <laughs> that, that type of stuff is really, really cool, cool to me because if you want your kids to excel whatever sport they, they, they are doing, make them a better athlete. And you do that by coming to the gym and doing this type of training consistently. And that's going to take them to, to the heights they never would have reached otherwise. Yeah, that's a good, good, definitely a good word there. And I think uh, uh, something that people have unfortunately gotten backwards. And the, yep. the, the, the thing that we see, especially with the athletes that you're mentioning too, is their ability to break through their perceived limitations. Mm -hmm. uh, that is something that, that Coyote is making people face sometimes multiple times a week. Like I, I believe I've got a limitation here, but then you figure out how to get past that. You mm -hmm. fail enough to where you get frustrated and you, you know, learning that process. We talk about this a lot in life in general, uh, but those athletes are like, man, I think this is my limitation. Then you go past it. That's mm -hmm. going to translate into the field. That's going to translate into the work ethic that they, they put in. Mm -hmm. So many guys uh, that are a part of the Coyote Fitness family, I actually played against in high school. We, mm -hmm. we chat about this after the workouts a lot. Like we, we would destroy our 17 year old selves, <laughs> which is so funny to me yeah. because, you know, it was like 15, 12, 10, 12, 10, 8, 10, 8, 6, you uh, know, for, all, for the, all, all of our high school careers. We're putting in all this work we felt like. And at 40 something years old, <laughs> our 17 year old selves would not have a chance, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so to be able to set those, um, metrics at a different level and understand what work can actually gain for you man i uh, i when i was competing i did this competition and we had to test our vertical and they had like the vertical thing where you jump up you and, hit the deal yeah, yeah. and I, my vertical was literally six inches higher than it was in high school six oh inches oh my gosh that's and ridiculous. i didn't i hadn't trained my vertical at all not one not one time had I tried a vertical i just went out there and did it on on the, at the competition but i tell you what i've been doing squats deadlifts cleans box stretching jumps. box yeah. jumping explosive type work and in high school i was like 180 pounds and i did that at like 220 so i'm 40 pounds heavier and i had my vertical was six inches higher so that just don't lie you probably wear those strength shoes around your house don't you i did wear the strength shoes when i was like in sixth and seventh grade <laughs> they worked too who didn't who didn't <laughs> they they definitely worked my gosh hunter can dunk there was a kid that I went to school with that warm to school. <laughs> he warms. That's he, commitment. He he could dunk. He <laughs> he got to where he could dunk. But everybody was like, "Is it worth it that you can dunk if you're wearing strength shoes or in the in the hallway every day?" <laughs> Man, what a segment! All right, so we're, the call to action we've got for all of our listeners: if you uh, have kids or you have kids in your sphere of influence that you love, send them to a CrossFit box yep. somewhere. And let them have this experience. Yep. So we're on to our favorite segment, and we're there about 45 minutes sooner than last episode. <laughs> Quite close. PR. Give or, give or take. PR. Outside the box. Vibrato. There we go. All right. Keeping with our kids theme, Chase, you've got an outside the box that I think is probably going to blow people's minds. 
Yes. Uh, this is one. Uh, we have a lot of controversial uh, topics for our Outside the Box. I could see a lot of heated arguments uh, coming out of this one. It's the best kids shows of all time. Mm. I'm making the uh, proposal that we do top three. That way there's no space to really d dive into a discussion, maybe debate, maybe argument, whatever, whatever comes up naturally. We'll just feel it out. <laughs> okay. Whatever, whatever, whatever feels, yeah. feels, right, feels right. So I figure we go round circle, uh, starting with number three. Starting How's that? with number three. All right. Top three kids shows of all time. Is this one like when we were watching it as kids? So here's what we need to set ground rules. Yeah, yeah, I think we do. Are we judging this based off entertainment? Are we judging off uh, the values that it instilled in us as kids? I think nah. that's the worst option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my vote is just like, was it funny? Was it entertaining? Was it cool? Stuff like that. Like that. Those should be buzzwords that you're using for your argument. Okay. Fair. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. I'm with you. This is gonna date me. And I think I think if you were willing to watch it middle school and younger, okay, that's a kids show. Okay, all right. So is Nickelodeon off limits or no? Because no, I have two of them. <laughs> okay, two of them are Nicholas. So I mean, Nickelodeon was Nickelodeon around when you were a kid? It was brand new. Mm. So uh, Nickelodeon was known for it was a, a combination of you can't do that on television, which where people got slimed and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then like super baby Einstein kind of kids entertainment. Yeah. So it, it was really trying to figure, Nickelodeon was trying to figure out who it you was. You missed out because the good stuff of Nickelodeon really hit in the 90s. Yes, I did. I did miss out. But I did catch some of the cool 80s stuff. That, yeah. You know, so. All right. So we're going three to one in the round. Or yeah. Starting with our, all of our number threes. All of our number threes. Uh, okay. Who goes first? Uh, I probably I have my list is done. Yeah, so if I go. need to buy you some yeah. time, I'll, yeah. I'll go second. Okay, yeah. cool. My number three. Uh, anyone my age, I think, will absolutely agree with this, unless your parents weren't cool. Um, mine is SpongeBob. Uh, there's just of that generation. I don't think there's any show out there that tops SpongeBob in terms of uh, humor. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> incredibly funny show. Incredibly stupid. Uh, even to this day, like if you you got to set aside the nostalgia and be objective, this show still has some pretty smart humor that is going to go over a lot of kids' heads. And I'm not I'm not saying like adult humor and that it's weird or anything like that. Like it's just some of the jokes you don't catch unless you have a little live experience under you. But also. Incredible show if you're five or if you're 13 or if you're 25, you know? Yeah. A lot of options there for everybody. I think it's easy. Uh, one of the tests, I think, is also can you logistically and mentally rewatch the show with your kid and, uh, and enjoy it and not want to throw the TV out the window? And if you can, that's a great sign. SpongeBob is easily checking off all of that list. Yeah, I mean, and whole franchise, movie. I mean, you got you yeah. just got a lot. Like most people, especially Classic. people your age, like very very familiar uh, with that. All right, I'm I'm gonna show my age and be okay with that because I feel like I, re I represent a demographic. You are how old you are. Yes, exactly. So my number three is actually He Man. Mm -hmm. He Man was like why? Tell me why. Well, it was one of those first like uh, shows where 
this guy's able to call on this external power and become He-Man. And uh, it was just like, oh, man, how, how's he going to win this? He's in a terrible situation. And then also He-Man's ripped. Yes, he is. You know what I mean? So as a, as a young kid, I'm like. He does have the power. Yeah. I just had convinced myself that he does have the power. Uh, I was like, there's the guy I'm going to be. Mm. That's what I'm headed for. I'm headed for He-Man. And it there actually, it yeah. actually yeah. happened. You know? So, yeah, just why it was one of those, like, classic, you had to be within that window. But when it came out, everybody was, like, getting He-Man toys for Christmas and Anyway, He-Man, I think it was a, it was a cool, and it's also kind of a little weird and quirky. Yeah, you don't know many of the villains, like it, they're, but everybody knows He-Man. Yeah, all the, but the the villains were freaking weird sometimes. So yeah, outside of grade school, I went back and was watching it w- with my kids when they were little, and both of my sons were like, "Dad, this is really strange." <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. just don't get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So He-Man would be my number three. It's it's worth a watch. Man, this is a walk down memory lane looking at all these shows from the 90s uh this is tough I, i'm gonna pick a, uh, a couple of game shows just because i it's hard for me to pick one as my number three but uh legends of the hidden temple classic what a great one i and almost then, picked uh, it yeah, <laughs> legends of the hidden temple and guts were both great ones and then um where in the world is carmen san diego oh i, forgot See, about I played that the one. game i never watched the show oh yeah. it was great yeah i was i was much older when that came out but i remember they uh they would always have like a at the end they would have this big old map and they would name out the country and you had to go and re- place the piece on what what country it was <laughs> yeah. i used to love that stuff because i love totally yeah. embarrassing yeah. the kids are like <laughs> north america uh not quite <laughs> but i used to watch that show all the time and then i think i i made it to the finals of the geography in my school because of that <laughs> nice <laughs> because i watched it yeah so yeah uh those uh those game shows will, I'll, I'll just put all of those at number three okay all right number two it's getting serious now none of the spongebob it is getting serious uh my number two potentially controversial if you've never watched it but if you put in the time and actually watch all of this show uh you'll understand what i'm talking about but Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, man. <laughs> not even it. not even just kids show. I think it's a top ten show of all time because literally anyone can watch it. It has action for everybody. It's got dumb humor, but it's got humor for everybody. It's extremely approachable, no matter how young your kid is. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's very safe for that. But just a freaking cool show. Yeah, just, it makes you want to whip around some water and move some rocks with your mind and stuff like that. It's just, just gets you going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and in the end, the avatar is like not really the best character on the show. There's no, so many other, there's great- so many, so many great characters. Yeah. yeah. I would have, my kids drug me into this. I was hooked. You man. rewatched or you watched it during, uh, the 2020 plague of <laughs> yeah, old, They right? were re-watching it. I was watching right. it for the first time. Yeah. Really, really good show. There, there are not many shows out there that I, uh, had to watch weekly, uh, you know, as they're coming out, like every other show has in the past. Uh, but Avatar is one of them. Like, I I knew that whatever day of the week it it was at that time, that's what I was doing. All right, so which kingdom would you be in if you, if you could? Um, I think uh, it's hard not to pick air or fire because you can do it at any time. Mm-hmm. I think practically 
it's it's hard not to pick those. Yeah. Like the fact that you air is a constant and fire, you're just creating it with your spirit. Mm-hmm. So it, that's just handy. You know fire comes with some anger issues, but yeah, unless yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just, you got to be really, really well equipped mentally to be in, <laughs> to be fire. That's yeah, true. that's all all the dark side. Okay, so somebody had to say this. My number two. Somebody had to go there, and um, I'm willing to do that. Okay. So I, I did some recon on this to make sure. There's a couple of different versions of this. The one that I was thinking of, Super Friends, Super Friends. All right. So years on this, seventy three to eighty five. Mm. So those those some pretty awesome years for cartoon animation with mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Um, Hanna Barbera, really really cool. Hanna Barbera did Super Friends. Yeah, fun? let's see. Um, I was reading. Yeah, produced by Hanna Barbera, based on the Justice League of America. Yeah. So, and I think maybe Hanna Barbera was actually a part of He Man as well. But wow. all that animation kind of looks the same if you go back to it, which yeah. makes sense. It's coming out of one studio, but you got all these people in one location trying to solve these huge problems. It's got that really classic cartoon feel before, yeah. you know, before the Pixar days uh, going on. So Super Friends, you would be hard pressed tonight. And there were a couple different versions. Like you're going to get into like, wait a minute, is Scooby-Doo part of the Super Friends? What's, <laughs> what's happening here? Uh, but when you got the main players, you got Batman and Superman together. Come on. I mean, that that's going to take up. 24 minutes after the commercials <laughs> that's going to be a really great show so super friends and i and i think it passes your test chase of being able to hold up yeah where you can go back and watch it You're yeah not it's be easier i think it's easier for like action superhero stuff like if it's not cheesy corny action you're going to be able to watch it yeah yeah exactly and who who doesn't uh, remember walking around a living room being like Pow, zoom, you know, all that stuff <laughs> with the kids. So Super Friends, really, really awesome show. Coming in at number two, though, most people would put that as, my age would put that as a number one. Uh-huh. It's coming in at number two. I'm excited I'll be to hear you number one. Number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, I'm going to mention two honorable mentions, Rugrats and, and Doug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially Doug. Yeah, those oh, are yeah. You want to talk two, about, like, longevity? Yeah, those are two great shows. Uh, I think they were usually back-to-back, too. I remember that. Yeah. I uh, watched them all the time. But my number two would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the, the OG one? Yeah, the OG, the cartoon. I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan as a kid. I remember when my mom got me a I – I like Donatello. She got me a Donatello uh, – action figure for for christmas one time and i was just like to the moon there's not a food uh, there's not a cartoon food out there that's makes you hungrier than the the way the pizza oh it looks awesome gosh it looked good yeah it looks really good pizza doesn't look like that but i wish it did (laughs) hey they had a uh there was a great video game too and i saw speaking of i saw a really good meme the other day and it was a it was a picture of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on Super on the regular Nintendo, and it said, "Not let my I'm not buying my kids a PS5 till they beat this game." <laughs> oh man, it was incredibly difficult. <laughs> Speaking of places that pizza would show up, Double Dare. Oh yeah, that was a great. Yeah, one, yeah. I watched some Double Dare. Yeah. It was a little. It was all reruns by the time I would have been watching it. Yeah, so but it by the end, to find the flag in the pizza. I yeah, mean, it was like I don't care how good you are at game shows. Sorry, is that your number one? Or are you already spilling it? No, no, oh, no, no, okay. no. Just God, the Nickelodeon in the 90s was just the goat. Pete. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Pete and Pete. <laughs> Salute your shorts. <laughs> I was just reading. I was going back over all these, man. But it may be the goat uh, organization slash production company, but there's one that reigns supreme. Here he goes. Forever and ever, I think this show will be uh, considered a classic, approachable, always enjoyable, no matter what. It's Tom and Jerry. 
Tom, Tom, Tom and Jerry. Way, bo- way throwback. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, the freaking 40s. Such an old show. <laughs> uh, every episode is the exact same. Just different colors and different exteriors and interiors. And yet, it's entertaining every single time. I'm still sending Tom and Jerry gifts. I mean, that's how it's in, it's just yes. cross-platform. Right. And nothing shows uh, your level of maturity and age than uh, what this show does to you. When you're younger and less mature, all the time, every episode, you're rooting for Jerry, right? <laughs> Suddenly, your wisdom quotient goes up. You start to understand how hard life actually is. These goals that you're chasing... Gosh, do they suck, right? Mm-hmm. I get it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's a turd. <laughs> That's when you know you've matured when you're yeah, team Tom. Yeah. <laughs> How, you can't go back and rewatch it now and be like, I wish Tom could catch up one episode. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, well, they would put a few of those episodes in there where Jerry's like, you know. In trouble a yeah, little bit, yeah. Down to a skeleton or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah this will be the episode. That's yeah. when he brings in like his macho uh, mafia cousin with the bowler hat yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the yellow. Where does the dog in? fit in? That's that's pretty funny. The dog is a pretty funny character. So, yeah. you know. I don't know. We do, we haven't mentioned anything like, uh, like uh, Looney Tunes and stuff like that. I, I got close. I don't think I watched enough Looney Tunes. I was, I was a Tom and Jerry kid, yeah. so. Uh, how about Animaniacs? Did you ever watch that? I, did. I didn't like Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that, that was funny. All right, so you're Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. How do you top Tom and Jerry? I don't know. Oh, Figured out. Oh, uh, what was it when he, uh, was it Ren and Stimpy? What's yeah. the one when they try to take over the world? Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Take over the world. That's Pinky and the yeah, Brain. Pinky oh, the brain. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Pinky and the yeah, Brain. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy right. are those Pinky the and the idiots. Brain. That's Nickelodeon. Uh, the yeah, big yeah. Nose, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pinky and the Brain. People quote Pinky and the Brain who don't even know what show is. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Yeah, <laughs> people would say that all the time. All right, my number one. This is going to shock you out of your chair. Great. My number one would watch, binge watch it this afternoon. Okay. Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. I used to watch Which that too. Which one is that? The one that's super dark. Yeah, yeah. It is super dark. I need to Google. Yeah, you have, once you see the, the uh, image when you Google it, you will know. Uh, but this is where Batman. Is, oh yeah, he's so troubled. You're like, I don't even know if I can watch this. Yeah. This is what. This is one of the best Jokers. Yes. Yeah. Every. every Whenever he's actually in it. Yeah. Every character in this part, like this, is why when I watch some of the Batman movies, I'm like, oh my god. You know what Joker this is? Mark Hamill. No. Way. I.e. Luke Skywalker and the Fire Lord. In Avatar The Last oh, Airbender. Oh, full circle, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking Incredible. About. Batman the Animated Series. Great choice. If I had to put something up against Tom and Jerry, this is why I would do this because they're so different. It's mm. okay to have two two number ones. That's okay. Yeah. But I, and I'll count it as a kid show because it, it was, it's the perfect show where you're like, you know what? I don't want to watch all these little kid shows, mm. but I don't know that I'm really ready for the adult shows. Yeah. This one kind of hits mm. right there in the Man, middle. Man, all three of yours were action-based TV shows. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Not a funny guy. <laughs> I get I'm, to- it. I'm total action oriented. You know that, man. I'm just full I of action. I do. Yeah. So animated series. Look, you better bring the thunder, or else you're out of here. I think number one for somebody my age, everybody in my age group, it has to be Saved by the Bell. It's gotta be oh, Saved by the Bell. He went with the not animated. <laughs> uh, look, you're bringing Dude, look, another category here. Saved by the Bell. Wait, was it animated? Did it have to be animated? Did it? Oh no, he no, did, no, he chose no, the no. game shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where you're headed. It doesn't I, have to be. I get, it. Uh, I get it. Look, Saved by the Bell. 
It had something for everybody. It had it had AC <laughs> Slater the jock. It had the cool guy Zach Morris. It had Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. I mean, it had Screech the lovable nerd. Mm-hmm. I mean, rest in peace. <laughs> it was Screech die. Yeah, you didn't know that. Maybe I did know that <laughs> last week. Yeah, he Bummer. died last week. Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> what the heck? What no, happened? I did not know he had that. cancer. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. That just confirms everything I feel about life. <laughs> and Lisa, too. Lisa was like, man, yeah. she's Lisa like... Lisa Turtle, yeah. Yeah, she's like attractive and really smart. Yeah, she, yeah. She doesn't take any crap off anybody. Yeah. There was yeah. something... Uh, professor Belding, like the, yeah. the professor that... Uh, or the or, uh, Principal Belding. Principal, principal Belding, Belding, yeah, There's yeah. a teacher with an accent. Yeah, it was yeah. like a throwback yeah. to... So many life lessons. I've seen every episode plenty of times. I, it would come on Saturday morning and binge watch it. Um, God, Saved by the Bell is just like... It, it, it shaped my it life. It defined a generation. Yeah, yeah. Shaped my life, shaped so many other people's lives. You know, we all watched it. All, all of my friends, we watched it. We talked about it. We, we've, we've all seen all the episodes. So, um, man, it was just it was generation defining. Um, I didn't mention Sports Center, but I spent more time watching Sports Center than any other show. That fits. When I was a kid, I literally would watch the same Sports Center like five times in a row. Yeah, it would come it, on it every would, couple it hours. It would be like at eight, nine, <laughs> ten, and eleven. I would watch the same one four times in a row. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Save, Save by the Bell. is kind of like Fresh Prince. Like if if somebody uh, walks in, like when I wake up in the morning, if I could consider Fresh Prince a kids show, I would yeah. have picked. Fresh I didn't Prince, watch Fre- I start watching Fresh Prince till a little bit later on. Funny right. story about that in college after my shoulder surgery, I was uh, I was I was take I had pain pills and I was I, I was having trouble sleeping without them. So I was like, I'm not going down that road. So I just stopped taking them, but I couldn't sleep. So I be, I had like uh, this this uh, what's it called uh, incline thing that they give you to sleep on. And I had it propped up in my bed with my arm in a sling. And I was just watching <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air at like 3 in the morning yeah. because that was the only good thing on TV at that time. I went to the I, like, had, I had a similar thing. I was like deathly ill when I was in middle school. And the only thing on that was even remotely entertaining was an 18-hour marathon of Johnny <laughs> Quest. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Quest. Quest. <laughs> yeah, man. See, th- we're all showing our age here because now access stream done. Yep. Then you were at the mercy of whatever they were putting out there for yep. you to watch. You yep. know? Yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. Mm. So yeah, I think we put a we put a pretty solid list together there. Oh yeah, and I, we could yeah. actually throw back to the episode we did weeks ago uh, about what to do during a week of snowed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, these are pretty solid uh, episodes. In fact, I think I'm going to go home tonight and watch a little Batman. You might get your I wonder kids where, in where on can that you one. find it. Where would you find it? Oh, I would pay for it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's one thing I look forward to with, when I have kids is going back and watching my old stuff and showing it to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same my thing. wife. And, and taking them taking to the woodshed and Mario Kart, too, son. <laughs> yes. Mario Kart, six, wait, the original or 64? 64. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, take this. Turtle, turtle, turtle. Boom, boom, boom. My yeah. kids have oh, no idea uh, what's coming. Did, did you guys did you, did you guys used to play Golden Island in 64? Yeah, come oh, on. Yeah, did you didn't. see the video that somebody put out like a month ago on Instagram of this guy? <laughs> and he turns it on and, and he hears the music and he's like, oh, no. Oh, boy. He's like, it takes me back. Oh. And then, and then, he does the bow and he and he turns and does it to the camera. And he's like, "Oh, you don't know what you're about to get, son." It's just so funny. You can tell, like, just that sound just get got him going. Pete Gaming is having three or four of your friends over and doing slaps only for like ten oh hours gosh. straight, dude. Golden Eye, that was that was the jam. Like, back oh then. man, it's crazy. There's four different points of view on one screen. What are we doing? Yeah. No screen peeking. <laughs> 
Maybe we should bring that in as like um, outside the box in a future episode. Yeah. Like video games that will stand the test of time. Oh, oh I could do that. Yeah. yeah. That would be yeah. pretty easy. All right. We have any recommends this week? I do. Okay. Uh, Snowfall TV show on FX. Have you, have you guys heard of it? No. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. All right. Any show on FX, I'm willing to give a shot because they've had a lot of incredibly good shows. Snowfall, I'd, I've heard about it like four years ago and I completely forgot about it. And my wife was doing some research on our next show and she suggested it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, we've been watching on Hulu, but it's uh, basically about the the rise of um, crack cocaine in the 80s. It's a mature show, mature, mature oh, thing. that's not yeah. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> mature Great. show, but guys, it like sucks you in from the beginning and it's just so good. Um the acting is really good. The dialogue's great. The the plot is good. But it's got like drug dealing. It's got CIA uh, contra affair type stuff. It's got it's got all kinds of really really good stuff. Um, it's it's fascinating. I mean, you get we watched the first season in two days, and they're hour episodes, 10, 10 hour long episodes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was like we stayed up till one in the morning the other night, and I, we usually have lights out by ten thirty, and we were up till one. I was so tired the next day. <laughs> it was like. Oh, we got to watch one more, you know? It must be one of those that's really good at putting that cliffhanger at the end. Like, like producers are getting really good at it, this. It, it's not really that. It's even, like, there's been a few that have had cliffhangers, but it's really just, like, it's just so good. You want to keep watching it. I get it. I get it. All right, so tell me the name again. Cocaine? No, Snowfall. <laughs> uh, snowfall. <laughs> okay, Snowfall. All right, I have a very Chase-esque recommend. Great, I'm ready okay. for it. Uh, I discovered this a couple of nights ago. The family was in the living room, and... So most people, I would say, are consuming their music on Spotify these days. There's yeah. a couple of those Apple Music holdouts, but yeah. I feel sorry for them. Spotify's where all the cool kids are. Yeah. Zach Morris is listening to Spotify. Yes. Screech is probably on Apple Music, right? <laughs> uh, so there's this feature that it has. By the way, I'll just kind of slip this in there that uh, Chris Stapleton's album that I mentioned a lot. Yes. Pretty good, man. This guy's going to be making music for a long time. Yep. So here's what you need to do. You need to pull up your favorite artist on Spotify, which I mean, who knows who that is for you? Yeah. Could be anything from NSYNC to Backstreet Boys, Clint Black, who knows? Okay. NSYNC, Clint Black, (laughs) you know, anywhere in between. So you need to pull up Spotify and you need to go to this particular artist and then you need to scroll down. Like, don't click on the albums or anything. Just scroll down below the fold, as they say in the industry. Okay. And go to the fans also like. Oh, yeah. Okay. All There's the so many people that don't, don't do this. You go to fans also like, and then you will spend hours listening to music that you've forgotten about. This, that's like the one time you should unashamedly just, like, use that opportunity to click through the top five or top ten that it shows you on the app. It's yes. handy. It's like it's kind of like what I talked about last week with the Wikipedia browsing. Just yes. keep clicking that hyperlink. Yes. So I, I won't tell you how I got there, but I ended up on, <laughs> I ended up listening to Sammy Kershaw. Yeah. A couple of days ago, totally forgot about that guy. But this is what happens. In fact, it's it's usually best to do this with a group of people because then it it just goes crazy. And the great thing about streaming uh, is that you can listen to like a minute, 30 seconds on one of these top tracks. And you're like, oh, memories, boom. You're on to the next thing, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun way to pass the time that gets everybody involved. So maybe another snow day thing, but I think I have noticed when you're with a group of people, there's a lot of commonality in uh, music consumption, a lot more oh, than yeah. you would realize. Yep. So when you go to the fans also like, it allows you, it's like the, the Wikipedia hyperlink of Spotify. You can get to that place. It's pretty, pretty fun. You get to those deep cuts of, of artists like 
one hit wonders you've totally forgotten about? There's sometimes like on a Saturday or Sunday night, you just want to take a stroll down memory lane. Oh, no doubt about it. And then you hit that one track, you're like, ooh, oh, bad memory. Ooh. Skip it, skip it, skip it. <laughs> Fans also like underutilized feature of Spotify. Yeah, that's how you build a good playlist. Mm-hmm. All right. I have one. Your music idea inspired me. Because awesome. I keep going back to the, the things I discovered during the snowfall of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> So this it's not, not Jacob Collier. We're, we're past that guy. No, no, no. Oh, okay. no. I'm not past him, but, you know, he's he's been heard about. Yeah. This has definitely been heard about, but not enough people are talking about it, all right? This this is one of those things that, one of those things that gets buried because of uh, the company that it's in. You'll understand when I explain it. There's a thing on Instagram that's a straight ripoff of TikTok called Reels. And it's a uh, it's a dangerous place. I don't go there often because I'll get stuck. <laughs> but sometimes it's worth it, and it reminds me of great things. All right, the '90s are kind of in vogue at the moment. Is that how you say that? Yes, right. there uh, was a group called In Vogue in the '90s. Yeah, but yes, something in meaning popular. Yes, yeah. Tarzan. All right, great Disney movie, <sighs> worth the rewatch. Speaking of dark things, what a dark start to an animated film. But there is a shining light that keeps the optimism and energy high throughout that movie. And it is Phil Collins and the magic he performs on the Tarzan soundtrack. Okay. All right. Your reaction confirms my suspicions that people have forgotten about this soundtrack. (laughs) I got reminded about it, went and listened. Holy crap. It's some of the best Phil Collins I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) It's so good. Quit laughing. You need to go back, all right? Hey, I'll listen to it. I'm laughing because I appreciate Phil Collins outside of the soundtrack. Exactly. It's just like The Lion King. It's like this crazy dynamic. Like, Elton John did the same thing. Yes. Wow. Elton John has hit after hit outside of The Lion King. But he comes in and wrecks shop. With a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Carries the movie just about. So Phil Collins does the same thing on Tarzan. Yep. Man, there's just so much to consume after this episode. I don't know where to start. I will not say it's better than Elton John and the Lion King. We needed another snow week. We need need a snow week, hold up together, and record like eight episodes, and it's just listening to Disney soundtracks together. I worked out one time, but I watched this whole show on cocaine, then I watched Tarzan, (laughs) a couple of books. Pretty productive week. Yeah, very cultured. So, man, it's it's a big world out there. We're just saying go out there. It's a whole new world. Yeah, Wow. <laughs> Different movie, but you know. <laughs> Go out there and find something to watch, will you? Yeah. All right. Well, see you later. See you later. See ya. <laughs>